Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Tafosi Time, our special European 2020 final edition. Um, for those of you guys that normally watch the show, you know we have a Monday show live at 9 uh, p.m. Eastern, but we are coming to you on Saturday before the uh, Euro 2020 final between Italy and England. And uh, we thought we should uh, have a preview show where we're going to break down the match, um, talk about what uh, the Azuri have to do to uh, take home the trophy, and what they have to avoid doing to uh, losing to England and making them the happiest people on the on the planet. So uh, I'm Frank. I'm here with uh, Chris and Dan. Say hello, fellas. Hey, hello. Uh, quick reminder before we get into it, as always, a t- tremendous intro, guys. Um, <laughs> um, as always, reminder, um, we are typically streaming live on Monday nights on uh, YouTube and Twitch. We also have an audio podcast version, which you can find pretty much anywhere podcasts are available. So those of you that like to eat your meals and listen to your content, we recommend the audio version only. It's the same uh, joke we, every time. <laughs> yeah, it is the same joke every time. Uh, we are sponsored, no, not sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. So we have the little tab here. But Dunkin', if you're loving it, give us a call. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's... Um, Let's get into it, fellas. Let's talk about this. Uh, well, I think we should first start off, before we really start breaking down the match, let's just start off with the congratulations, Italy, for making the final. You know, great drop. That's an accomplishment in itself, right? Ultimately, you need to take home the title for it to mean anything. But before we get into breaking down the match, I think um, some kudos their way is definitely I wanted to get that out because I know by the time I start talking, it's probably going to sound like I'm more negative than positive. So great job making the final. Even if it was by the skin of our teeth and penalties for Spain, um, I wanted to throw that out there so people understand that I am rooting for Italy. Yeah, um, I think I think any you know before this tournament started, especially the way Italy didn't even make the World Cup, you know the last World Cup. I think realistically, people would have been happy with like a top four finish and the fact that they're in the finals and they have a legit shot of winning it. Um, you know, good good for them. They, they've exceeded expectations, I think, from from most. Which is, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Would you go that far? I would. Would you agree with that, Chris? Yeah, because I don't know. Before the tournament, they weren't the favorites. No one even talking took them seriously besides us, right? Like, there was probably like six or seven teams with higher odds, you know, better odds to win the tournament, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess if you're going by the odds makers for sure, and then the neutrals, yeah, that's probably right. But I think for, I guess, for, uh, yes, I agree with that. Then I was looking more from an Italian perspective, right? I think when you're one of the big countries. You're never really satisfied unless you win the whole thing. Uh, but you know, in these tournaments, it takes a good run of form, definitely some some luck along the way, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, this, I think that's this, fair what you guys this said. This last game alone, like they didn't have their best game, right, for Spain, no. but they still pulled out off a win um, and made it, did what they had to do, right? Um, so, why don't anytime, we? St- anytime you get to penalties with Italy, you're like, oh, come on, you know? 100%. Like, Hundred percent. So let's 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 start there then. Let's talk a little bit, and we're going to spend most of the show talking about obviously England versus Italy, right in the final. But let's, uh, you know, just to make sure we have some context, let's talk about that Spain game a little bit and just our takeaways. So, Chris, you know, I don't know if you want to keep going with what you were saying in terms of how you thought they played. Well, I I think overall you can say that Spain's probably outplayed Italy, right? They they had the possession. They they. Played a good game, and for Italy to pull out that win is pretty impressive. Like I said, especially in PKs, beautiful goal, a quick start from Donnarumma, like to get it up there, and Keza actually finishing. We said this during the podcast yeah. last season. We said Keza, the one thing he needs to do is work on his finishing. 
And it looks like he actually kind of is. Like, that was a mm -hmm. beautiful finish, right? Um, and for them, you know, to get that goal and then give credit to Spain and Morata, right? Dealing with all his crap, beautiful combination play, great goal. Um, Morata, who, who didn't start, you know, the yeah. coach changed it up. He kept that as a surprise that he was going to, you know, put Morata on the bench because he was going up against Kalini and Bonucci. And he started with like a false nine kind of thing. Didn't really work out for them. They were, you know, offensively. In the beginning, you know, Spain had chances, Alma missing shots. You know, uh, they didn't play well up top, put Morata in, and he came through, which is, you know, we like to see that as Juventus fans, not, you know, obviously not playing against Italy, but. Um, yeah. And then ultimately at the end with the PKs, you can get into that, whatever. That's, I mean, we, I saw, I thought we had the advantage because of Donnarumma, right? He's huge, 6'5 in the net. Like, I don't want to shoot against, against him, right? Um, the only thing that, because we are Juventus and Morata fans, to see him miss that, I said to Dan, we were sitting right next to each other, I said, anyone but him. Well, and I text you guys, right, eerie, eerie parallels to the 2006 World Cup final with Trezeguet. Yeah, right? So we were, you obviously, huge Juventus fans. Trezeguet was one of the best forwards in the world. Their crazy, crappy coach who believed in, like, astrology, um, astrology wouldn't play Trezeguet, right? Whatever. Um, the entire tournament. Um he comes in on in the final. We're like, here we go. We're gonna lose because of Trezeguet. And then ultimately, he uh, hits the crossbar on that on that uh, on that penalty, and Italy Italy wins the final in um, in penalties. So it was so so similar to that with Morata coming up and missing the penalty. Um, you know, felt bad for him at a personal level. Happy as hell he missed it. Obviously, um, he'll go on with his life. It'll still be a you know he'll still have a a good one. It'll be okay. Uh, listen, Bajo's still trying to live that down from the final, right? So, yeah, um, yeah, you know. So here's the thing about the Spain game, right? Like, I agree with you. I, I, th I don't think we played well. So I know some people, um, some people took it as, oh, you know, this is Italy. They know how to absorb pressure, right? Um, you know, which they do traditionally. I don't think this team is designed to absorb pressure. Um, I don't think we do as – I don't think we're as impenetrable in the defense. Um, Bonucci and Kellini are that much older, and they've played great, but when you put them under pressure for 75 minutes, you're just inviting bad things to happen. Our fullbacks are not great, especially with the loss of Spinazzola. Um, and our midfield, if you, if you have them tracking and chasing the ball and not pressuring higher up the field and creating turnovers – um, really, really takes away a lot of what they do well when they have the ball. So I really – I think Mancini set it up like that. Either that or Spain had a great game and we were just outclassed, right? No, uh, but I, I think they had a different mentality, a different mindset going into that I, game. I and agree then, with that, Dan, because they were not pressuring high up the field. Um, one of the things that was clear – Clear, clear, clear is the Spain goalie is not comfortable with the ball at his feet. Cannot distribute, right? I told you that last week. I said, dude, he's not He's not at the top of the game when it comes to that part. Well, this is why I criticize Mancini, right? Because he clearly set them up to not press until they were in our, in our half, right? So we gave them supremacy in the midfield. Um, and the few times we did press the goalie, Either he gave it straight away to us, kicked it out of bounds, right? It was able, we were able to go, go up the field. So to me, I don't, even though we got the result in luck, which is a lottery and penalties, right? I don't think we set the game up the right way. I think we should have gone out there, played our game. And I know some people say, well, you could have lost that way. Yeah, we could have, but we could have just as easily lost in penalties this way. Um, and I don't see how you, why they went in with this mentality after playing so differently the rest of the tournament. 
why they decided to give Spain 65% possession. Um, I, I, I question that big time. And I'm a little worried about it in the final, quite frankly, because we look like the more tired team. Um, I think we said like the whole tournament, Italy was looking more in shape, more in form, faster, winning, you know, um, 50-50 balls. Not in this game. In this game, we looked more tired. So, you know, I don't know what that means for the next game, but I I, I kind of question Mancini a lot of how he set that game up. I think it'll be a different game. Uh, Spain, you know, wants to control possession and things like that. So I think it will be different. There's going to be a different mentality and approach. Uh, we'll get to that, but I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, I, I, to just to add to Italy, I mean, our big question mark was Florenzi. I mean, not uh, for Len- Yeah, um, who played on the left? Why am I blanking? Emerson, Emerson on the on the yeah. left, who actually I don't think played a terrible game. Yes, no. def- defensively he's shaky, but he actually did make um, yes runs up front. He didn't know what to do with the ball once he got up there, like towards the box or whatever. But it was nice to see him actually try. Well, that to was forward. the interesting part. As bad as we played, Emerson came out with a few give and go runs up the wing with Insigne yeah. a couple at the beginning. That I was like, oh, he's he's waking up, right? Which was like, but the rest of the team was so far back absorbing pressure. Like we didn't even try to pressure them until they were 35 yards away from our net. We gave them we gave them the field. It was almost like we we thought we were going to beat them on the counterattack, which is like a throwback. And again, not necessarily that it's crazy, but we only have a couple play like a couple players with true speed. Spinazzola's out and then it's Keza. And yes, you know, Insigne and Berardi on the counterattack could work, but why give that? Why play it like that? Like I, I just question that mentality, right? Like, well, I think it's a different team, right? Like Spain is so they like to have possession and they're so technically gifted that it's like you make a mistake pressing, you're screwed now, right? So it is a different approach. I agree, but their defenders were yes, they can play out of the back, but they're they're still they're not the greatest player with their feet either. Like when we pressured them, we were able to get turnovers. My thing is like. If you let a good team who's skilled play and control the ball in your half for that long, bad things are going to happen. Yeah. Like, especially the way the rules have changed, right? This is very similar to, like, um, if you look at other sports, right? The NFL, that you, you can't touch a wide receiver without it being pass interference. In basketball, you can't hand check anymore like you could in the 90s. <laughs> like, you can't let a team, I think, press you for 80 minutes in your box without getting a penalty against you, without getting, you know yeah. – I just don't think it's a good way when you're, I don't know. I, and, and listen, they passed it, so I'm not going to kill them too much, but I think it was. I th- well, I think we'd agree with you because we just said, you know, that wasn't, I think Italy did get outplayed. They're fortunate to get the win, right? Um, we're happy, but yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, that's the, they, they advanced. That's the important part. That That's that game. And before we talk about the final, let's quickly talk about England, Denmark, um, which you know, England won two one, right? Our so our boy, our boy Damsgaard with the beautiful free kick. We we say beautiful, but I mean, I think if that was Donnarumma, that saved. Right? Yeah, the ball was towards the center of the it net. Hit, so. It hit Pickford's hand. He just didn't have yeah. enough arms. Yeah, um, but happy for Damsgaard. The rumors that like people want him now for a lot of money. So I hope <laughs> they hold on to him, stay in Italy. Um, and then, first, first goal that England gave up the entire tournament. So say what you want about their defense. Like we questioned them at the beginning of the uh, 
the tournament that like their defense was shaky, you know, in the center and, you know, wings, whatever. They only let up one goal yeah. the entire tournament so far. Well, well, and I will say, and we'll get into this a little bit about when we talk about the Italy England in the final, but I will say there were um, stages of that game that Denmark played really well. Right, yeah. they were confident on the ball. They moved it quickly. They p- played in and out of tight spaces. Um, they were able to knock the ball around 15, 20 passes in a row. Right, and 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 really seeing that at those stages, England was struggling. Like they didn't, they could not recover the ball. Um, yeah, Denmark that, was making good runs off the ball. That, that being said, I do think that England played a better game. Uh, yeah, after that, after that first half, I yeah, Denmark England, just like flipped the switch. They were like, no, we're not going to play like that anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Lot, and then at the end, you know, goes to uh, at the end with the that penalty shot. We all don't think that was a foul. A lot of other people don't. I think the best thing that they could have done is just not call it, take it to VAR, and then say, "Hey, it wasn't." Yeah, you know, because because you can't overturn it once yeah. it's already been called. That's that's the whole thing. And and do I think that was a penalty? No, I thought that was a weak weak penalty. You know, that was not something that you want a game decided on. Um, yeah, on yeah. that point, at that point, England was in control, you know, mm-hmm. but it does change the game. Like one of the announcers go, well, you know, at the point that probably went on where I heard somebody do a video, maybe Rabona TV or something on YouTube. I watched it. He said, oh, they probably went on to win. And maybe they would have, right? Because they did have control. But at that point, you know, there's really no coming back from that, right? In yeah. terms of mentally. Um, and Denmark and, was dead in that game. Like that, yeah. they couldn't they couldn't move once it hit like the 80th minute of the yeah. game. So they had another 40 minutes of just – well, that was one of the most worrisome things from the Spain-Italy game as well. Like, just the lack of fitness that we seem to have in overtime. We played it pretty negative. You, you um, realize this is how many games they're playing this year. Like, it's, it is, but it's that's for every team, right? I, but and, and it's, but it's not like they're not running. Like, Italy runs. And, and to, to me, it's not an excuse because England's played extra time games. They have one day yeah. rest, one less day less us. rest. So yeah. don't, don't give me that stuff with they're tired. England's going to be more t- or should be more tired than them. Oh, well, England – no, I was saying even versus Spain. Didn't Spain have shorter rest than us? And Yeah, I mean, yeah. It was, and they played extra time games. So um, Italy doesn't really – listen, all these players have played like over 50 games this collective year. It's, it's, a, it's a crazy season, crazy schedule. If they play too much, we know this already, but – Coming come tomorrow, it's, well, it's well, going to be even you know fair fight. I just wonder. I just wonder the recovery, like what they're doing in between games, right? Because they came out in form, and I know there's been a lot of games, short amount, three days in between, whatever. But Italy had like one of the more forgiving, I think, schedules because they played first day where they weren't as crammed. But they seem like we have a pretty young team, except for Kalini and Bonucci. But like we didn't recover as well. Like some yeah, of our guys that were tired were like Barella. It's all the same though. Like England has played home games every game. So like yeah. they don't have to travel. So it's, it's – it's, Well, one of the interesting things that I did here was uh, basically all the four teams that didn't have to travel during the group rounds like made it to the – Yeah, they made it the yeah. furthest. Yeah. So it definitely plays into, into it. And England – I mean, I guess we can start talking about the game tomorrow. Yeah. But England is going to have a straight-up advantage with – being home, you know, right there. It's yes. going to be, I don't know if it's going to be a sellout if they're allowed to, but it's going to be at least 55,000 people. Well, they had 65 at yeah, the last game. So. so, I mean, there's that at least, and the majority England fans, if that that right there should have give England a huge advantage. Well, yeah, so has England traveled at all, or have they played everything? They went to Italy. Rome? They went to Rome two games ago, and then they went back home. Yeah, so, so you know, that is one weird advantage, right? Because this – Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't this tournament originally before COVID supposed to be in Italy? 
and then they decided to do okay it's going to be a cross all okay well that was a fine fix whatever it is but it is weird how the final three games were uh or, or basically every game england pretty much got to play home except for one so it's like you you know but it is what it is right like that is if we're looking at like advantages and for each team that i would put that definitely to dan's point number one advantage you're home for sure but that also puts all the pressure pressure all of it um it really does yeah it will put additional pressure it really it, it will um there's listen england hasn't won a trophy in 55 years they have tons of pressure on them they yeah. they, they know what's at stake they want this very very badly so they have everything to lose yeah, this and 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 to me, that's also more important to 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 the point of pressure, right? It tells me it's very important how the game plays out at the beginning, right? If if you can control the game and come out and score first versus England, the pressure will continue to mount. If you let them gain confidence and get the crowd into it from the first minute, you're setting yourself up to to really have a long day, I think, right? So um, I think that's something to be so to talk about Italy's strategy going into the game. I, you know, obviously, I don't want to see them um, play the way they approached the, the Spain game, obviously. So even if I can get 45 minutes of them pressing and going forward and maybe squeezing out a goal in that first half, I'll take that over what I saw versus Spain. If they play that way versus Spain versus England, I think they lose. Well, yeah, I don't think you win another game for whoever your tournament, whoever the person is. I don't think you win one more playing like that. Right, because here's the thing that Spain had. We we said all tournament they have a hard time scoring goals, right? So if you look at England versus Spain, Spain has uh, yeah, I mean, more technical players throughout, but England has what I would say more dangerous strikers. Harry right? like Kane, you know Sterling, Kane and these Sterling. Guys, these guys are on form. They're, they're going to punish you if you let yeah. them. I, I think that's where the game's going to be won. Is Kane, if Kalini can shut down Kane like he did to Lukaku and, and do his thing, it's going to be good news for Italy. And then but, you then you have to worry about your fullbacks on Sterling because he well I, I was gonna say where where we have to where we have to do a much better job right because Sterling running at our defenders Scary. is gonna be problematic it's gonna be either a penalty or it's gonna lead to a goal right um so what we need to do is we need to make sure whoever's on that side there's somebody either the, one of the midfielders or the wing coming back is giving cover to Sterling a lot better than they did versus Doku in Belgium yeah. right because. Um, we don't want Sterling running at our old defenders where they're where they're pretty much, you know, and we saw how they carved up one good play Spain, a quick give and go running at them and Morata got in right in a goal, right? So um you know, I think Kane and Sterling will definitely be a big part of it. And I am also worried about um I'm worried about free kicks versus England. Uh Maguire is a threat in the air. Yes. He, yeah, he corner kicks and all that. Corner yeah. kicks. Free kicks, like we haven't been that dominant on that this tournament as much as you would think. It's pretty much, it's pretty much Kalini in the air, and then if Belotti's in to help out, or you know, it's not. We're not that dominant. We all our midfielders are short, right? <laughs> yeah, so they're not physical. You know, our, our our fullbacks aren't the best in the air. So you know, Maguire, the way I saw him play versus Denmark, he was dominating Denmark, and they have Kyer and they have big guys that are decent in the air. And he got on the end of three or four crosses that like a yeah, better finish. Right? Yeah, so he had a strong game. He did. So that that worries me, right? Because in these games, they're going to be tight, right? Unless it's one of these games where everything goes right and one team's winning three nothing by the end. Um, because every time you get down there, they score. And you know, if it's one of those games, but if if it's tight, a free kick, a corner, 
um, something that could very well be decisive. It, and that's why I think it's important for Italy to really take the right approach to the game. Like, I don't think Italy should go in trying to win one nothing. I think I think they'll be prepared and they're going to have the right mentality. You know, they, they had to switch it up for Spain. Let's hope they go back to the pressing. And I think they need to, like you guys said. Um, let's hope Immobile wakes up a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he played better than his previous game, but he's yeah, still pretty good. Well, that's actually like – it's so funny. He's played so bad, and I believe in him. Like, I'm where I'm almost like, could it be one of those things where you've played so bad that just like the right game falls you in the final? Because, I mean, you know, at one point I gave him – Props for he didn't go right from Mobley back to Belotti. He played with the false nine that I said yeah. for like 15 minutes, which they were a little bit more dangerous in, in the offense, right? And then he put Belotti in, I think, to help fight a little bit. Um, but they need to figure that out. Like they they need to figure that out. And but this to me, this game is going to and and again, let's hope Emerson plays like that version of 20 minutes that he played versus Spain. Let's hope yeah. that comes out for maybe 45 or 60 minutes this game. Um, this game is going to come down to the midfield. Like, can we hold the ball? Can we pass in and out? Can we keep England on their heels, right? And can we get Keza into space? Um, which, which is going to be tough because England's midfield's pretty good, right? Like, they're pretty good. <laughs> it's going to be pretty, a challenge for sure. Yeah, they're pretty good. I would, you know, I don't. They're good. They're playing well. They have a ton of confidence, right? So they're not going to be easy. But that's what I mean. Like, this game is going to be like who can impress their will on the other team. And before, Italy was very dependent on speed and solo. Like we talked about opening up space for the midfield, being an extra person, adding to the group, moving forward, right? Someone they had to worry about. We don't have that anymore. So now it's like, okay, Verratti, Barella, and um, uh, Jorginho need to do a better job of playing with each other and spreading the ball around so we can run off of it and keep them chasing. If we chase for 85 minutes, it's a problem. Yeah. Because yeah. players like Mount and them, they can make a pass. They, you know what I mean. They, they can get, yeah. they can be one, dangerous. One thing on England side, Foden might not be available. Not that he started last game, but he did come in. Um, he's he's picked up an injury. He might not be available. Other than that, I think the squads are pretty pretty full, right? Yes, Spinazzola on one side and Foden on the other, and then the rest are healthy. Yeah, it's it sucks for Italy because again, Spinazzola is such a difference maker. Spinazzola did travel with them. He's going to watch the game um, there. Well, that's good. Nice to see. You know, a little extra motivation. You know what scares me from Italy? Baratti doing something stupid because we've seen it before. You say that every week. I do. I yeah. know. I know, but like. Uh, I also sliding into these tackles. He's getting lucky. Like he, here's my thing too. Like I also think Locatelli did add a little bit of structure to the to the game when he came in, and I also thought Piscina played halfway decent. He's so good. yeah. So you know, I don't know. You don't want to change the formation, but in the same token, he has to recognize if we're if we're if England takes over the midfield. Um, how do I reinforce the midfield without totally closing us in, right? But like, yeah, no, Mancini's not afraid to use subs. He knows he's got five of them. He uses all of them almost every time. So I'm not, I'm not worried about that. It's just whether he reads the game correctly or not. And it's different than a club team. He's not trying to. He's not going to piss anyone off, right? Like no tournament. Like we're trying to win it. He, he knows yeah. what he needs to do. Well, the problem is though, our bench is not very dangerous. Well, right. Like that's the problem. Like if, so what I, and and I talked about this a little bit last game and I think we had a little bit of a debate, I think with daddy on, right. It was uh, about just like having a player like Keen, which you can't go back to that now. Right. But when I look at the options he has on the bench, let's say Kaza gets tired. Let's say it's overtime. You take, when you take a Kaza out, 
I always felt like Kay's the way he's been informed, the way his speed is, he can create something. He was a chance, right? And when you take him off, it's like I feel in terms of how dangerous we are. Um, that and I don't a, know. Who's who's that player that off was the bench? A, that was the nerve-wracking part about um, the sub with Berardi. You thought Chiesa was going to come out. And Chiesa was even limping for a little bit at one point. I was yeah. like, oh, great, he's hurt. So now you got to put Berardi in. And I'm glad that he took out a mobile for, for Berardi. But, yeah, Berardi's your, your, your sub off the bench. You know, Raspadori maybe could give you energy, but he's not going to put him in. So, you do, know. You go, do you go – do you think there's a chance he starts Berardi and uses Chiesa off the bench? I, I think actually Chiesa's playing too well to yeah, take him out. I, there was a point where I said Chiesa's awesome to have on the bench. Yeah, you know, the speed and stuff, but like he's a threat. He, like it's he, true. You want to start your best, your best side. And listen, Berardi's good. Um, the, there's a few the <laughs> questions that will leave this tournament with them, whether they win or not, are going to be with Italy, right? Moving forward towards the World Cup next year, it's going to be. I need to find my forward. Now I count Mobile as a forward, but I need to find a forward I can count on, right? Mm-hmm. For the tournament. Yeah. Uh, somebody, I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's bringing Yaquinta out of prison. Um, <laughs> like somebody that, someone that could that can actually, you know, score a goal and be dangerous, or at least hold the ball up. Um, and then my fullbacks, I need Spinazzola back. I need to find a, a a suitable replacement for him on on the left, and I need to find the equivalent on the right. And then the team goes up a notch, right? Well, you're getting ahead of yourself. Let's worry about yeah. that. So, yeah, let, let's yeah. go. I think yeah. we broke down the, the game and teams enough. Let's go with predictions for the game. What do you, how do you guys see this playing out? I know we're all going to pick Italy, but how do you, can you give me a little bit more um, from it? I mean, I can give you a score. <laughs> I'm, so, go ahead. You go. I'm, I'm hoping they play like they've been playing with the pressing, and I think they're going to do that, right? They're going to play differently than they played for Spain. I do think Italy is the better team. England is home, like we said, so that is an advantage. Um, I think Italy's going to pull it out. I'm going to say 2-1 uh, for Italy. Okay, for me, I see extra times, and then I see going into penalty shots. Please, no. And shame on us for not mentioning Bernadeschi, because what a freaking shot that was on the penalty shots. You know, when he's walking up there, he doesn't inspire much confidence. Yeah, you're actually right about that. Like, good, good, good actually good take for Bernadeschi, right? Yeah, it was an amazing better, shot. Yeah. It was very good. But I It's see, a penalty, right? But at least he was calm. He's, he's going to pull through again. Italy's going to win on penalty shots versus England. The, the final will be 2-1, but penalty shots. Actually, did you question some of those changes he made knowing that we had penalty shots? No, I knew days? he was putting those people. I knew he put Bernadeschi in uh, for a penalty shot. But, I mean, he took out Chiesa. He took out Insigne. Well, he took to, out – To be fair, you want Chiesa taking a penalty shot? Fair, but what about Insigne? Insigne's capable, but he's – they needed players on the field, right? He's tired. Yeah. He's not moving as much as others. So, so anyway, that that's my prediction. And also, Jorginho, we didn't even mention. Not that Jorginho had a great game, but it was a nice, cool, calm, collective uh, penalty shot to seal it. And some people are touting him for, um, you know, win Ballon d'Or if, if they, he wins the – and, like, no way in hell is he going to win well, that. But because no. Because he won the Champions League, but still, he's got no shot in, in no. winning that. But uh, it was a nice, cool, calm uh, finish. But anyway, my prediction is 2-1. On penalty shots, Bernadeschi will score again. <laughs> to me, I mean, this is it should be a pretty straightforward answer, right? But, like, to me, because the last game that Italy just played was so different than everything that's made them a strong team throughout the tournament, um, if they show up like that, I think they lose 2 or 3 nothing. That's my if, – if we, if we let England play um, and close us down, I think they score a goal. They get one with, with Kane or Sterling – 
you know, we try to press them, they get us on the counterattack, and we end up we end up losing uh, two or three nothing. If we go and play our game, I think we win two one. Um, you know, I think we score, we get ahead two nothing, and then England nips one back because our, I just don't have confidence in our defense shutting them down. We've given goals, um, you know, anytime pretty much there's been uh, another team that's been able to attack us. So you know, a lot depends on the form of the players, the, the mentality that Mancini puts them on the field with, and physically, are they going to be able to run 90 minutes, right, and and not lose the, the tempo? 120 minutes it'll be, but go ahead. Uh, tell, so what's your final? What's your final prediction? So I'm going to say 2-1 Italy because I've been on Italy before a tournament and listened to uh, City A podcast, right, and we're all <laughs> Juventus and Italian. So, so we, I'm going to say 2-1 Italy. The yeah. same score, which means it's going to be three nothing England. So <laughs> take that to DraftKings guys, not sponsored. <laughs> Although, if you want to be, I will start wearing DraftKings bandana. No problem. <laughs> Give us a call. Well, I think that that finishes up here. Um, we will have a recap um, podcast Monday night, nine PM on YouTube, Twitch. Um, it'll be re- replayed through our, our podcasts on Google, uh, Spotify, Apple. And you will get all our fresh hot takes from uh, the game where we will hopefully be happy and uh, cheering that Italy is the European champions, um, you know, after tomorrow. Or you can join and watch us sulk and cry. Uh, Yeah. But hopefully we'll be celebrating. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to show up Monday if they lose. I'm already (laughs) said Denmark lost, so, you know. All right. Yeah, so anything else, guys? Or you think – No, enjoy the the game. Enjoy the game. It'll It'll be a good one. Yeah, take it easy. We'll see you guys on Monday. Forza Zuri.